Tumbling Saber is proud to present the Luminous Beings Podcast. Deep dive conversations into the heart of Star Wars. Brought to you by the Tumbling Saber Patreon community. Become a powerful friend today and get access to tons of our exclusive and early access audio content at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome back to another episode of Luminous Beings. This week we're talking about Crystal Clear or Crystal Gravy. Who is the lead hero in the sequel trilogy? I'm one of your hosts, Kyle, and with me is Nathan over on The Rock in Newfoundland. How you doing, Nathan? Hi, hi I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's, it's, uh, it's been a week in Star Wars. We're, we're recording this just after the week that saw the Mando drop and Disney Plus launch and a bunch of comics fall in our lap, and Jedi fall in order, and Resistance is still chugging along, and I am punch drunk, and I can't keep up with all this content. It's <laughs> ridiculous. We are blessed to be living in these times. Amen. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could not agree more. This week has been nuts trying to keep up with everything. I haven't been doing a good job, but uh, who could given it the good given it the good college try. <laughs> And at, at this point, that is all you can do. You can just, you can only try. Like in a regular week where you've got a couple of issues of comics to keep up to, maybe you jump on Battlefront, maybe you'll watch a movie in the background. That's fine. This week, yeah. it was like, good luck keeping up. Good luck, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just take this moment to uh, memorialize Star Wars as it is dead. Mm. Rest in peace, Rip. Star Wars. Oh, but it doesn't matter if they put out a lot of stuff if it's all bad. <laughs> As I said on Facebook this week, no, it's only half bad. <laughs> only half of it is crap. Half of a shit ton is still a lot of stuff that it ends up being good. <laughs> True. So find the, the stuff that works for you and love that to death. Anyway, this week... Uh, like I said, we're talking about who is the lead hero of the sequel trilogy. I don't know if this is a confusing question for people out there. It is for me. I'm dumb. So let's see if we can talk our ways through this. <laughs> so, for, okay, Lucasfilm, they, I think they pushed Rey as, as like the lead of this, the central figure of this trilogy since The Force Awakens came out. Uh, and then Ryan but Johnson. But not before. But not before. No, that was Finn. That was the misdirect. That was scary. Uh, but then Ryan Johnson came along, and he maybe he muddied the waters, and he called Ray and Kylo two halves of our protagonist. I, I don't know if that's a direct quote, but I remember that in my head. Maybe I should have looked it up. Um, that, that's what he was kind of saying in the lead-up to The Last Jedi, which I thought was curious, because once you saw The Last Jedi, it's like, what does he do to merit the mantle of co-protagonist? Yeah, he chopped Snoke in half, but that... I. Was that heroic or was that just sort of a power a power grab? I don't know. But if Rey is being pushed as the lead by Lucasfilm, but she's not a Skywalker by blood, as we've been led to believe, yet episode nine is called The Rise of Skywalker, like something here is not quite adding up. So I'm asking whether Lucasfilm has been clear with their messaging. Like are Lucasfilm and the people they hire to make their movies 
all singing from the same songbook? Are they being willfully, playfully misleading? Or are they inviting uh, critique and questioning from the audience and media? Nathan, what's your initial take on this one? Well, in the marketing leading up to the release of The Force Awakens, like you said, they pushed Finn as the lead character. But then after The Force Awakens, it was pretty clear to everybody that it was Rey. And then after The Last Jedi, Rey and Kylo, maybe? But now I think it's it's pretty definitive. The true lead character of the sequel trilogy is Babu Frick. And and who could complain? Yeah. I mean it it's all been it's all been smoke <laughs> up to this point. None of truly, it's mattered. We are in the era of Babu Frick. And truly, I'm here for it. He is the hero we need at this time. The hero the galaxy needs. The one we in deserve these troubled times. You know, I don't know if we do deserve Babu Frick. Uh, <laughs> we probably I don't, don't know if we do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of confusing the whole question. I I I don't know. I don't know if you can say that Kylo is a main character. He He's he's so far he's been there purely as someone for Ray to push back against. Um, she, I mean, in The Force Awakens, he's all she really had to push back against. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you can say, well, she was pushing back against her environment, you know, um, Gar Plutt, and then uh, you know, her, her destiny, the Force, Maz, the saber you, you know sure yeah but the whole thing when about push comes yeah but when push comes to shove her kylo is what um pushes her into the journey um up until she encounters kylo she is ready to go back to jakku um, so it, it seems like that is he's what forces her to recognize recognize and accept her destiny. Uh, I mean, you can probably tell from the way I'm talking that I think that Ray is <laughs> the lead character, <laughs> but I, I question whether you would call Carlo the lead character. He's he's definitely the lead antagonist. And she's obviously the lead protagonist, but, uh, but I mean, I'm not I'm not a literary expert, but I don't know if if I would call the antagonist a lead. I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, it, well, and that's what's so confusing because I you know it, part of the part of this whole conversation is is somewhat facetious. Like, I'm pretty sure Ray is the central figure, especially now with the marketing of. Rise of Skywalker, she's been front and center of everything. She's at the heart of all the trailers. All the voiceovers are, I think, directed at her. She's mm-hmm. she's there on the posters, right in the middle, biggest presence. It's I think it's all about Rey at this point, and that, I think that's clear. But it's 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 that middle chapter that Ryan Johnson helmed, where he, I mean, 
look at the conversation, the discourse in fandom coming out of that movie. It, it was like the overriding discussion, I think, in fandom since The Last Jedi has had a tendency, a big tendency to revolve around Kylo. And what's he going to do uh, in Episode Nine? Will, you know, will he be redeemed? Will he return to the light? Uh, will he live happily ever after, with or without Rey? But like I said, like the marketing push has, has recentered Rey as the main protagonist. Um, it's, it's clear to me it's her story and she's the hero. And that makes me happy. I, I love the Rey character and I want them to... If, if they keep the focus on Rey, then the trilogy will feel a lot more cohesive to me. And not that I want them to telegraph the ending with her being victorious i can come to that conclusion myself i don't need them to spell it out for me but i don't want to be jerked around either at least not on this topic you know and, right. then, and then we get to the cover of rise of kylo ren number two right where we saw <laughs> kylo fighting with uh, alongside luke against the knights of ren and the conversation tilted right back to kylo again about how he never did anything wrong in the first place which i know is a tongue-in-cheek joke Mm-hmm. But, but you know, along with that comes of all this uh, conversation about his turn to evil being in self-defense or, or just a big misunderstanding. And, you know, of course, with the, the title, Rise of Skywalker, a lot of people think that Ben Skywalker, Ben Solo, will be the one to rise. Which then, I think, gets you into this, we get into territory where now we're taking the, the, the focus off of Rey. I don't know, this is, this is all very confusing to me. Yeah, and I think this has been sort of a muddy subject for the entirety of of uh, the life of Star Wars. Uh, all the movies, you you could question who the main character is. Maybe, maybe the only exception to that is Return of the Jedi, where it's pretty. Cl- then again, no. Okay, so Phantom Menace, you've got. I think most people would say it's Qui-Gon's movie. Sure. But you've got Jar Jar, you've got Obi-Wan, you've got, you know, Pac-Man. I mean, the the name is, the, the title of the movie is named for Palpatine. <laughs> yep. It's, you know, it's, there are a lot, it's a big cast of characters, and there always are, Attack of the Clones. You've got Anakin and Obi-Wan front and center, but then you've got Adventures with Anakin and Padme. Uh, and then you've got Revenge of the Sith, and that's, you know, the same trio. You've got Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme. But, I mean, the big front and center is Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah, and I think uh, I think with the prequels, George had more freedom in that respect because every news article ever written about the prequels was about how this is about Anakin turning to Darth Vader. So he had the freedom to go with a Phantom Menace title or an Attack of the Clones title. It didn't have to focus on Anakin because we already knew. Yeah. And then you get into the original trilogy and... I think most people would agree that it's Luke, but you, I mean, by the time you get to Return to Jedi, I, you could say that it's Vader and Luke. I mean, you could say the same about him, I mean, you could say, <laughs> you could say pretty much anything about any of these movies as far as the, the cast and the lead. Like, who would you say the, the lead of Rogue One is? Jin? Sure, but Cassian's pretty involved. Krennic could be the lead of that movie, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. Well, I think they they put Jin up as the central character, and she was sort of the the pivot point in terms of marketing. But yeah, there's there's a like Cassian is is right there with her. He's the guy that kind of makes things happen in that movie. 
at least from a tactical standpoint. Yeah, I mean, we tend to think of these things as who is biggest on the poster. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's always like the big hint as to who Lucasfilm is, is trying to point us at. Yeah, but if you think of uh, The Last Jedi, that's going to be Luke. So was Luke the lead of The Last Jedi? Well, he was in that, you know, in the back, as big fat head in the, in the like the villain position, typically on, on the posters, even the teaser poster. Which is a whole other discussion in itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe we'll get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could say that it's Luke's movie, but there's a lot of other stuff that goes on in that movie. There's a lot of time spent elsewhere. But, I mean, this is the thing. You've got. Like, like, like with the, the prequels, you've got the same characters that go through the entire movie. You've got Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme. They're in all three. So I think you could split it evenly between those three. But it's Anakin's story. It's always been Anakin's story. Yeah. You go through the original trilogy. It's, you know, it's all three of them, but front and center is Luke. Yes. Uh, and I, I think this... what's interesting about the, the the prequels and the OT is that if you when we just had the OT, it was Luke. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think it still is. He's He definitely is that character that we latch to. But when you take it as episodes one through six, now mm-hmm. Anakin, now it's, it's a lot easier to look at the totality of that six episode arc and go, well, it is Anakin's story, I guess. You know, it's, it's and George calls it the, Rise, fall, and redemption of Anakin Skywalker. But well, that's the thing. Up, up until up until, let's say, ninety four, <laughs> when Lucas started writing the prequel trilogy. Up until ninety four, it was Luke's story, and then all of a sudden in ninety four, and especially you know later in the next few years when Lucas started saying it's Darth Vader's story, that's when it became that. But up until around ninety four, it was Luke's story. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 all very confusing, Kyle. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I guess with starting with the middle trilogy of a three trilogy saga, it is prone to be malleable in that way, mm-hmm. and recontextualizing will happen for sure, and it did. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's and what's great about it is that Star Wars is now so big and expansive that you can now just slice it up and take the parts you want. So if you're yeah. a prequel kid. Great. Enjoy. If you're an OT person, a lot of people just to a lot of people like nothing good has ever come out of Star Wars since 83. Okay, boomer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? There's lots of OT stuff for you to enjoy and to collect for the rest of your life and you'll never get to the end of it. Power to you, my friend. Yeah. And then there's, there's there's the rest of us who just devour all of it and and trying to make sense of the whole thing. It's crazy. Like when you, when you look now, looking back at this trilogy, the current one, if things go to plan, like I think we all think this is not a spoilery thought that I've not seen any leaks pertaining to this. I think Ray's probably going to survive. Would you agree? Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't see her turning to the dark side in episode nine. So you're going to have no. a character who starts out good and ends good with very little 
um, movement in between. There's Yes, she does sort of flirt with, with darkness and with temptation a little bit. And Rise of Skywalker, I'm sure, will we'll tease that more, especially with that dark ray vision, whatever that is. I think her story's not told, so I don't want to jump to any conclusions. But I think we have a character who will start good, end good. What's in between is still up for, up to, up for debate. But with Kylo, you'll have a character who started bad, and if he's redeemed, will end good. And that, by default, I think, makes for, um, in Star Wars terms at least, a more interesting conversation and a, a obviously a bigger arc. And I wonder and I worry that this eventuality, if it comes to pass, is going to be the thing that forevermore, Kylo Ren is now the hero of the, of the sequel trilogy. And while it may, might make a fantastic story, and, you know, we'll all high-five and say, what an amazing turnaround. I think Lucasfilm, in this case, will be guilty of misleading all of us on a much bigger scale than just sort of misdirecting the Finn thing from, from TFA. Like, can you imagine some of the outrage that will be out there if if Finn, a person of color, Finn, and a woman, Ray, are both pushed to the back seat so that emo yeah. white boy Kylo... The murdering maniac can can be ascended to the lead hero spot. What is going to happen to the discourse in this fandom if that is what happens? Especially after they pumped expectations for for Finn and for Rey, that's going to be madness, and it'll take away from what could be an incredible film. Yeah, that wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> but you, I, I but... bet, I bet you can easily see it happening. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, I, I don't see that happening because, of course, does. It's uh, although Star Wars has done many things in the last <laughs> seven years that I would have said are not Star Wars, <laughs> and and a lot of them I have loved. But, yeah, I mean, see, this is, this is the problem with J.J. finally finishing something for the first time in his life. We have no idea what it's going to be like. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing. He's he's talked about how ending something is like the biggest challenge. Yeah, like JJ, no don't that's don't why fan you, those flames. We already know that you can't finish. <laughs> that's why you never do it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want. It's like he doesn't want to. It's like he just wants to leave the bag open, so that people can keep filling it and and doing whatever they want. Now he's sort of tasked with it, and I don't even know if if we're gonna walk out of episode nine going, "Yep, that's the end." Well, like, that's the thing. How open ended is this still gonna be? And, and you know this is this is a conversation like a sidetrack, of course, which I like to avoid, but then I dive in. For me, episode nine has to end in a way that you invest in it as the end, because yeah. if if we if they they can tell us all they want, all they want that this is the end of the saga, the story ends, it lives forever. Episode nine done. We already kind of look at that with one eyebrow raised and go, "Is it though?" Yeah. So they need to put an exclamation point 
at the end, when the credits roll, you need to walk out of that movie like you just watched Return of the King and go, that's the end. The way they wrapped it up, it's over. Well, even if they their plan is to do movies in the future, they need to proceed as if there will not be any more. Just because that's what Lucas did. You know, Lucas wrapped up the OT in The Return of the Jedi. You know, as far as anybody knew, it was done. Yep. Wham, bam, great. And he did, he did talk back in the day about doing nine or 12 films, whatever it is. But yes, you walk yeah. out of Jedi and the bonfire. Yeah, the movie happy, done. The movie does not. The, the space, space Ghost Chamber, a Force Ghost Chamber, he is Corey Feldman. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it. You, there's no hint in the movie, even if Lucas was saying differently at the time, even. Um, there's no hint that the story is going to continue. It's wrapped up. And then, I mean, the same thing with revenge of the Sith. I mean, even though we know it continues on into a new hope, uh, he kind of, he said like, it's over. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the movie doesn't play like that. It doesn't play as there's going to be an episode three and a half, (laughs) you know, I mean, you're, nobody's expecting, to there to be anything between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. It's like, oh, this is the one that leads into A New Hope. You know, and whether you like that movie or not, he went big on that <laughs> on that ending. So, sure. so even if Lucasfilm has plans to in 10 years, in 15 years, whatever, to continue the story, pick it up and continue it, I still think I still hope that they uh, proceeded through this movie as if it was going to be the end because it has to be the end. If they're going to do episode 10 in 15 years, this is going to be the end of the saga for us for 15 years. So it needs to feel like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And part of that for me, and anybody who's into Raylo is going to hate me for this. I'm sorry. Um, but I, if, if Ray and Kylo end up together at the end of nine, when the credits roll and it's, there's an implication that they're going to be together. Nobody's going to buy this as the end where everybody's going to walk and go, well, when's episode 10 going to be announced? The, the offspring of Ray and Kylo. Nobody like that's it. That, and they've cut the, they've cut their own movie out from under them. The whole weight of this being the end will not feel like the end if that's the implication they leave us with. Well, and how pissed off are, are we going to be if there are threads that we know that we got to wait that long for? <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> like, I might not be alive in 15 years. <laughs> you never know. We might be under three right? feet of water. <laughs> like, yeah, the world isn't going to be here. <laughs> it's going to be a dystopian wasteland. Exactly. We'll we'll be living our own Star Wars at that point. But yeah, like it's, movies, it's exactly that. movies will be someone up on a stage playing with action figures. Exactly. Sock puppets at, for this at this point. <laughs> but that, but you're right, though, like we need to put a button on this movie and just on the saga and say, this is the end. There, good luck pulling on a thread. There's none to pull on. I'm sure I don't know that JJ is going to do that. I really hope he does. We need to walk out and go, wow, like. 
what a way to end this family's story. Now, they could do, and I, I think Kathleen Kennedy really stepped in it a couple of years ago at Celebration Orlando, I think, when they said, we're already discussing the future of stories with Ray and Finn and, and Poe. I'm like, why would you well, she, say she that? Said that? She said that on the Star Wars show. Was it Star when Wars show? Inter- yeah, when they interviewed her that time. It's and Why would you say that? And yeah. sure, you can do like prequel-ish type of stories. I don't think that's what she had in mind. No. Well, and this is the thing. I If they leave threads, if... You know, they say, okay, well, we're going to leave threads that can be picked up in the novels and stuff. They need to start commute. That's that's great, and I'll, I'll appreciate that. You know, if if the movie purposely lays down material for future books and comics and that kind of stuff, but if they if they do that, they need to start communicating that very soon after the movie comes out. Yeah. Like by halfway through January at the latest, they need to be like, so here's a new novel coming. And it's, <laughs> you know, Ray's jaunt through the galaxy seeking for sensitive children or, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The hunt for broom boy. <laughs> Where is that boy? <laughs> he was right here. I swear in this stall. But yeah. it's like, you know, if, if, I and I think at some point I've been saying this for a long time that in at, at celebration in 2027 for the 50th anniversary of a new hope it's going to be the huge deal they will make an announcement that they're doing what might be interpreted as episode 10 or they're going to bring back Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and whoever else uh but they will they could just brand it differently and say mm-hmm. the, the Skywalker saga was 1 through 9 or here's we're doing episode one of a new saga starring Daisy Ridley. It's and it's yeah. it's you've drawn that line that it's not about the Skywalkers, yeah. So, or because this is all about the Skywalker family, right? This is this dysfunctional family in space. You got the backdrop of what's going on in the in the galaxy, but you know, if you just draw that line and say these are n- not about the Skywalkers, you know, mm-hmm. and Ray is is leading a new generation of Jedi, the legacy, the shadow of the Skywalkers could be present, but it's not going to be about raised Rey and Kylo's children because that is the Skywalker saga just continued. You could put whatever veneer you want. If it's a Skywalker family by blood in the movies, it's a Skywalker saga movie. Yeah. Don't, I, I really, of course we'll be here to watch it incessantly. I don't know if we'll be here to podcast about it, but you know, that will be there to watch it without a doubt. Yeah. If we're not all drowning under the melting ice caps, we're going to be there. And yeah, but it'll, it'll still be annoying where it's like, okay, guys, can you just commit to an ending for once? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't even need these characters to feature prominently a- again, not for a while. Anyway, we've had, you know, we've had five years of these characters and they're great characters, but like, imagine if they, in in two years, they announce a Jedi Academy series for De- Disney Plus, and it's all new characters. It's set ten years after the Rise of Skywalker, and it's about it's about a, a seeker, you know, a, a Jedi who goes out 
looking for force sensitives to bring back to the academy. Mm-hmm. And they're growing the order. Maybe Daisy Ridley shows up in one episode. You know, she shows up at the end of the first episode, like Nick Fury, and says, you know, good job. She's the grandmaster of the new Jedi Order. And she pats our protagonist on the head and says, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. <laughs> you know, just for that little connection or, you know. Yeah, they can I mean, call back to like The Force Awakens where she's lost somewhere out there. And these, yeah. these these youngling Jedi have to go find her. And the yeah. movie ends with them finding Rey. And then that, that sort of lead into the next theatrical release where they've found Rey and here's Rey back on the screen. Yeah, who knows? That, was, that could be cool. You know, but I don't know if I need the them to be the main characters beyond this. You know, in the same way that um, Han, Luke, and, and Leia weren't the main characters of the sequel trilogy. You know, sure. I, I don't need them. And I don't need Finn, Poe and Ray to be the lead characters of another trilogy. We've, we've had them. We've had them in a trilogy. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that is like a function of age because yeah, you're not going to center a new trilogy on Han, Luke and Leia. They're just too old. It's it's, it wouldn't hold up. Yeah. As much as fans want to say, oh, we should, this, this is what we wanted, Disney. You probably didn't <laughs> want that. It probably would have been ridiculous. Yeah. And so, it, but, you know, if, if we pick up another saga 10 years from now, Oscar Isaac, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, they'll still be in their prime. Yeah. You know, they're just, you could easily center a trilogy around those people 10 years from now. So it, it could go either way. But Star Wars, I mean, cyclically has always passed the torch from one generation to the next but they'll be still in that age group where it's like you don't have to do that just yet and so yeah yeah that's a valid point but i mean you don't that's yeah like these characters can still feature prominently and they can still be prominent um figures in the galaxy ray would be the grandmaster of the new jedi order finn would be maybe finn just settled down with rose and raised the family Maybe who you know who knows? Maybe after after everything, he just wanted to be. Maybe he's a factory worker or a farmer. You know, continue that trope. You know, Poe is probably the Grand Admiral of the of the Repu- New Republic Navy. Who you know? I mean, they can still feature prominently and and be the mentor figures, even if they're not as old as. As you know, Ford, Hamill, and, and Fisher were yeah in this trilogy, but to yeah, I I, I don't want it. <laughs> I just don't want it. Like nine is enough. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And like I said, it, we'd be there to watch it, of course. But they have to be very careful about how they how they frame it up and and present it to us. Yeah, no, it's all this... it's already an unwieldy series of movies. You know, you've got nine movies that you have to watch. You know, in like <laughs> one of two orders. <laughs> yeah, to be able to understand it, it's so weird. And and plus, you've got the the Star Wars story movies, and then you know, there's and then you get into the cartoons and the video games and the 
the books to come and you know it's already a lot and then most of those you know ancillary materials the comics and the books and the game most of those are tied into that main series of movies so you can't even really understand those completely until you've seen all those movies so uh, nine is enough. <laughs> Nine's enough. It sure is, and it, yeah, they need to wrap that up where it's like that's it. This is this is the bookend. Sure, there'll be st- stories with these characters later, but they are s- completely separate from this. Other than it's the same person, but with a different struggle. It, yeah, they 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 got to uh, put a pin in that. But I mean, the, to go back to who is this hero of this trilogy? It's it's gonna Yeah, that me, was quite the tangent. <laughs> it was quite the tangent. I think a worthwhile one. Yeah, definitely. It, it, but it does bring up the question, and I, I I hate having this conversation with certain people because the people who just want to uh exact a toll on Lucasfilm and just just rip at them. Did they have a plan? And I think there was an overarching plan, especially for Ray and Kylo. I think you know, as the emotional core of this trilogy, those two characters, I think there was a plan in place that is still intact. I mean, JJ said it. Is he telling the truth? I don't know. But I feel like that arc, whatever they had planned, is probably in place and everything else around it can move and shift. But if if this trilogy plays out where Kylo ascends to the role of He's the biggest hero. He's got the biggest arc. It's his, he's the, he is the Skywalker. Of course it's about him. The grandson of the chosen one. Yes, this all makes sense. Who's that? Oh, that's Rey. Uh, She helped. If that was the, air quotes, the plan, it was a bad plan. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And, And at that point, again, we'll probably enjoy the movie. It'll probably make a lot of money, make a lot of people happy. But if that's the plan... Either the marketing was and the messaging was terrible and done for some really questionable reasons, or they did not have a plan, and this is the best they could come up with under the circumstances of, of people coming and going. Neither is a good look. So I really hope no. that that man. I don't. I don't know, man. It's. It, it, I'm excited for Rise of Skywalker. I feel confident in what JJ's doing. I trust that he respects the material enough i i like that lucas was in the mix for rise of skywalker to help guide the, and shape that story a little bit i hope this lands properly where it's like ray was the hero she she was indicated to be the hero she ends the hero and i i, I just don't want lucasfilm to they're gonna get blowback one way or the other i don't want it to be for reasons that they could have prevented just by being a little more honest yeah yeah, I, I I do think there was a, a a plan in broad strokes. I definitely think that. I mean, I mean, Abrams said, you know, sometime at some point this year, I think it was. Yeah, it would have been some point this year that they always intended to bring Palpatine back. You know, and I I take take him at his word. You know, he has no reason to. I mean, okay, maybe he has a reason to lie, but I I don't think he would about that. I think. I think they've had an idea where this is going to go from the beginning. And thinking about it now, you know, I, I've always 
I've always been in the Kylo shouldn't be redeemed camp. Um, ever since I saw The Force Awakens. But um, thinking about it like now, it's I don't think they would have um, introduced the character of Kylo um, and wrote him the way they did if they didn't think they had a way to redeem him in the third movie. Absolutely. I mean, and just, just the, the idea of really, you're going to make it, the, the, the son of Leia and Han Solo in the final chapter of this saga is going to go down in flames. I was yeah. on that boat at one point too. I'm like, no, screw Kylo. Like he killed Han. He's a piece of garbage. Let him go down in flames. I don't care. Yeah. But looking at star Wars and, and taking it for what it is, it's about hope and redemption. That's what it is. Like there's no arguing that. Right? Like that's that is one of the core themes of Star Wars. It's 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 a leap to me to think that they're gonna end nine in any other way than redemption for Kylo. And again, maybe they won't, and it'll be great. I'm I'm open to either at this point, but I think it's too tempting uh, for for a filmmaker to leave uh, a possible here a turn to the light for Kylo on the table as as. It's, I think it'll be a great moment on screen if and when it happens. The moment where you realize yeah. Kylo has turned to the light and whether he's like a mat, just just imagine in your mind for a moment, like a space battle and mm-hmm. the rebels are on the run, beaten, and then Kylo shows up in the Falcon or something and he starts laying waste to the First Order flying the Falcon. That could be one of those moments where you're like, jaw hits the floor, and Kylo starts flying the Falcon in a way we've never seen it fly before. And yeah. just wrecking shop. That could be a moment where you're like, holy shit, I, I said I didn't want this, I want this, and just feed my eyeballs with this craziness right now. <laughs> that could be an, an unbelievable moment. I, I, again, I'm not... I, there's a couple of spoilers I know for this movie. That's I hope that wasn't one of them. <laughs> I just blurted it out there. That's just my own imagination going a little bit wild saying that could be a moment where it's like, holy cow. Like you could take, imagine him taking the Falcon on a, on a run against uh, like a superstar destroyer type ship and just wrecking it with the Falcon. Yeah. Like people will lose their minds (laughs) and anybody who hated Kylo would probably instantly turn and go, that was so worth it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's too tempting for a guy like Abrams who loves big cinematic moments to leave that potential on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, in retrospect, I, I don't think they would have written Kyle, uh, Kyle, (laughs) Kylo. It's It's me. (laughs) It's so close. Uh, I don't think they would have written Kylo, Kyle, uh, as conflicted, uh, a character as they did. If they, hadn't planned on redeeming him. I think he would have been straight evil and, and there wouldn't have been, no one's ever really gone. You know, we wouldn't have gotten that line. It would have, you know, it would be much clear cut. It would be telegraphed much more clearly in the movie that, Oh no, this guy is, he's done. He's done. Yeah. Even the first scene among the first scenes of the last Jedi, where Snoke's giving Kylo all kinds of grief for being conflicted about killing his dad. Like, yeah dude it it couldn't have been easy cut him some slack but even the text in that moment says oh yeah 
this kid's coming back. He's, yeah. He's going to repent it's... for what he did and, and, and turn, turn it around. Whether he lives or dies, totally up in the air. I have no idea. Well, and I think it's going to be one of those things where we look back and we see that Laura Santeca told us, much how, like how, how Mads told us in The Force Awakens, you know, the answer you seek, you know, we, she, she told us, Ray, your, your future is not on Jakku. You know, stop waiting for this family that's not coming back. You know, Maz told us that, and it's so far it's turned out to be true. I think we're going to look back at The Force Awakens. And one of the first lines in the movie, Lor Santeca, you cannot deny the truth that is your family. Yeah. I think that line told us everything we needed to know about Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, right at the beginning of The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. And I think that alone is going to prove that they had a plan all along. (laughs) Again, yeah. Again, at least for those characters, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what does it do for Rey? Again, when we're when we we're wrapping it up now, but when it comes to like who who is the hero, very 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 tricky thing to pull off here because you know I think all signs point to Kylo's coming back. He's going to end as a hero. Is it enough that like if he dies a hero? Is it enough that Ray survives and is the hero? Is is that enough to say she's the lead because she survived? Well, I will say that she is the one who has most closely followed Luke's path, you know, the hero's journey. Yeah. You know, you know, refusal of the call. She runs away from Maz, doesn't want to take the lightsaber, you know, and the whole thing. I mean, she's the one who most fo- closely follows that. Uh, Kylo, obviously, is much more closely following vader's path and i don't think anybody would say that you know i mean we had this discussion about the the six is the uh lead or main character in four five and six uh because he's just not set up that way yeah um so i yeah i that's the thing from all everything we've seen in the trailers and stuff, it doesn't seem like if Kylo is redeemed, it doesn't seem like it's going to take place very early in the movie. No, that's it an almost end of movie thing. Yeah. So he's not going to have a whole lot of time to steal that spotlight. I don't think. And not. yeah, then it becomes a, a debate of can one grand act like pull the rug out. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that, that last minute burst of speed to win the hundred meter dash. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and what we've seen in, um, in the trailers for rise of Skywalker and, um, the star Wars allegiance comic miniseries and, and some of the novels and stuff, Ray seems to be very frustrated. Yes. And, and very unsure. Yeah, she seems very unsure who she is and what she's meant to be doing. And I wonder if uh 
if Kylo turns back the light, if that's going to be the bolster she needs to finally realize what her destiny is. Her destiny is in the light. It's it's restoring the Jedi. Um, continuing the, the whole, fight, essentially. The balance, balance yeah. Yeah. Which, oh man, when we get to an episode where we talk about the balance of the force. Oh, Kyle, I, I have thoughts. Oh boy. Oh, we'll break that one down for the future. Oh, this. It's, it's Corey's. It's Corey and Rick's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear the, the, the thing from episode? Was that 199 or 200? 200. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Cause boys are wrong. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they shots fired. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Put my foot down. They're wrong. <laughs> wow, wow. But, shots fired. Like, well, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Oh, I have, I have thought way too much about this balance of the force stuff, and I, I don't think I agree with anybody on the planet as to what they think the balance of the force it's, is. Isn't it weird? Like nobody seems to know what it means. Like. No. It's so weird. Like, oh, no, there's two Force users on this side and two on that side. They're balanced. It doesn't... No. It has nothing to do with numbers. And, like, I... Because I I even wonder, you know, if George is consistent on what he thinks that means. Because you hear Freddie Prince Jr. talk about uh, what Dave Filoni told him the balance of the Force is. And then you hear Dave Filoni talk about what the balance of the Force is. Yeah, broken telephone. And then... (laughs) And then you hear what Lucas said the balance of the force is. And it's like, are these guys talking to each other at all? Like, or are they, are they, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, it it comes down to like a very, it's a very personal interpretation in the end, I think. Yeah. Canonically, what, what is the core of it canonically? We'll save that for another episode down the line. Once episode nine is in the books and, and what is balance in the force? Yeah. That'll be a fun one. All right, so I think I think that brings us to the end of this episode. I think I, I'm I'm just to restate. I think Ray is the hero of this central trilogy or this sequel trilogy. I think the story is hers. I think beyond after, um, I think Rise of Skywalker really is is where they're being upfront with that, and I think they'll follow through with that from 2015 to 17. I think it's a little muddier. Thanks, Ryan Johnson. Love you, buddy, but, uh, you know, you confuse me a bit. And uh, we'll see what, what goes on with fandom. But, yeah, I, I'm saying it's low-odd bet here, but it's it's a, it's Ray all the way to the end. I concur. All right, so that will take us to the end here of, of Luminous Beings number five. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget, powerful Jedi supporters on Patreon, as one of our top-tier patrons, you get you you have the perk you can you can order us you can tell us listen you sons of bitches you talk about this <laughs> hey hey fandom menace chill out <laughs> we have no fandom menace supporters they're no no <laughs> they, they they are not a part of this um yeah again you you guys are allowed to ask us can you guys here's a question in my mind run with this and we'll do that take advantage of that um and yeah that's it so we hope you enjoyed this episode let us know what you think by reaching out out to us by email at tumblingsaber at gmail.com uh you can drop us a line on twitter i'm at tumblingsaber nathan you're at 
NAF Roberts. You can find us both in our closed Tumbling Saber Facebook group where we're talking Star Wars all the live long day. And uh, we hope you join us there. And that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Luminous Beings. Thank you to our patrons for their support without who this podcast wouldn't exist. And uh, have have yourselves a good one, guys. We'll talk to you in the next episode coming soon. Take care.